God. When I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art! When Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart! Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great Thou art! Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art! How great Thou art! Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art! How great Thou art! Thank you all for letting me sing that. As I said before, I'll say it again. The men just amaze me in this church. I can't wait till Brother Kenny Jordan gets his special up and asks me to help him. Well, I, hey, I hope I got a while. And if you and me mess it up, I'll just call for Brian Walter. We'll put him right in the middle of us. <laughs> we'll work something out. Now, yeah, we'll work something out. All right, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the uh, Galatian, book of Galatians, chapter 5. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I just want the peace that passeth all understanding. I just pray that you'd speak through our hearts, through our minds, and uh, just be real to us. Father, I thank you for those who have come back tonight. I pray that you'd just bless every home that's represented in this room. Lord, those that aren't here tonight for different reasons, uh, if they're sick, Lord, we pray for them. If they're careless, Lord, convict them of their carelessness. 
that your house might be filled. God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There isn't anything in this world, as far as I know, that takes the place of peace. There are numbers and numbers and numbers of pills on the market that supposedly might give you peace, but all they're going to do is knock you out. And when you come to, that turmoil is still there. I've gone to bed before and finally go to sleep, hoping that when I wake up, it won't be like it was. And you wake up, and it's just like it was. Peace that passeth all understanding only comes through the peace of God. I mean, He is the peace. The, that we need no matter, listen, no matter what kind of a turmoil we're going through. It's hard to explain the peace of God. You, you can't explain it, really. You have to experience it. What the peace of God is all about. And I hope that you can, you can experience the peace of God during the storm. In, in writing down some things that I, I, I wanted to share, um, Jesus simply said, the world does not have this peace. No use seeking it in the world, because they do not have it. I think of um, Daniel in the den of lions. I mean, he had such peace of God, he just laid down and went to sleep. we would be probably nervous and afraid to go to sleep. How about the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace? I mean, hey, I have been burned. Lord have mercy, what in the world? I love you. (laughs) Mr. Nick told me when I put this thing on tonight, he said, now you might have trouble with it. If you do, just jump on that one. That jumped on me before I jumped on it. Fire will burn you. I I have been burned. I've been burned before, Robert. Fire will burn you. But the Hebrew children went into the furnace, thrown into the furnace, bound. Now, I'm satisfied on the human side They were afraid, but they had made a commitment to God. I'm going to stand on your word. Peace in the midst of a fire. What about Jonah? I've been in the ocean before. I have been turned upside down and strangled because a wave got a hold to me and just rolled me through the dirt, I mean through the sand and come up with salt water in your lungs and throat and gasping for breath. Can you imagine being swallowed? I heard a man say this week, he said, I believe in in Jonah and the whale. He said, I believe that the whale swallowed Jonah. But if God said that Jonah swallowed the whale, I'd believe that too. God can do anything. We've just got to trust Him. Um, how about in the upper room with Jesus? 
the disciples. And he was trying to comfort them and, and give them peace. Uh, again, that passeth all understanding. Where do you get this from? Bible says it is the uh, fruit of the Spirit. Now, that's the Spirit of God, okay? There's many spirits in the world today, but there's only one Spirit of God that can work through us. He lives in us and wants to work through us. Um, the problem with us is we, we will not trust Him to the point that He can work through us. Amidst the fire, amidst the, um, if you feel like you're in the belly of a fish, you feel like you're in a den of lions. I mean, the only way he can work is for us to allow him uh, to work in us. We're his hands, his feet, his eyes, his mouth, his mind. And that's why he wants us to give him our entire being. So first of all, peace comes, first of all, through salvation. Now, having been set free, uh, I forget the title of the song, My Chains Are Gone, I've Been Set Free. The chains of sin, the things that weight us down, the things that hinders us from doing what God wants us to do. Salvation brings about freedom, peace because of faith. And I quoted, I've quoted this verse to you many times, Isaiah 26, 3. I, I've memorized that verse because it's real to me, okay? Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. It's all about God. It's not about me. It's not me trying to figure out, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be praying, Lord, show me what you'd have me to do. Speak to my heart. Show me something through the Word. You know, the reason a lot of us, I'm not going to say y'all, the reason a lot of us can't follow the will of God is we're not reading the Word of God. If we read the Word of God, we will find some or enough of His will to keep us busy. I heard a man say one time, I know enough of God's Word Already, if the Bible were to be taken away from me, I know enough of God's Word already to keep me busy for the rest of my life. If nothing else, go ye therefore. Where do I go? Start at home. Go next door. Go in the next community, the next county, the next town, the next state. And on and on. It's a never-ending thing because of the faith that we place with God in us, trusting Him that He's going to take care of us. Not only because of our faith, but when we think of salvation, is because of forgiveness. I've had to go to people before and say, I'm sorry. And to hear them say, it's okay. I forgive you. I love you. Oh, it so, feels so good to get that issue settled. But then on the other hand, I've heard people say, well, I forgave them, but I still don't trust them. Well, that's tough to find yourself in that kind of turmoil. I have forgiven them, but I don't trust them. Okay, you don't have to raise your hand, but I have been bitten by a dog. Okay? Now, that same dog finally bit me again. Okay? That same dog, I learned how to approach 
the dog, okay? So that the dog wouldn't bite me again and never did. We have to, listen, we, people may have bitten you, okay? They have, may have snapped you off. But you gotta know this in, in love how to approach them. I don't think we ought to write them off. I think we ought to learn how to approach them. Because listen, what, what if, uh, uh, as a Christian, okay, we sin. We sin against God. David said, I have sinned against you, Lord. What if God said, hey, I'm going to be cautious messing with you from now on. I trusted you to do what I asked you to do, and you failed. I'm, I'm going to be cautious trusting you. Thank goodness it's not that way. God wants to trust us, and we need to trust Him. So many times we don't trust the Lord. We say we do, but then our actions don't say that we're trusting the Lord. Well, when we think of salvation, I'm thankful for my faith. I'm thankful for my forgiveness, but also uh, that salvation leads to following. What is that thing doing? Is that what, what it's doing, huh? Nick told me if I take it off, don't move around too much. I'll try to stay put. Following. Who are we following? Okay? Every one of us, we are following some person. Okay? We're following somebody. In my life, is back as far as I can remember, the earliest, I followed my daddy. I wanted to. The next person I can remember following was an uncle. I wanted to. And I'm thinking, you know, hey, what kind of influence did these people have? You know, when I started laying brick, I wanted to be good at it. And God put me with different brick layers through the years that I picked up a little here and a little there. Didn't realize and know that one day there'd be some following me and have picked it up and learned how. You see, it's, it's a, it's a, this following thing is a, like a legacy, okay? God said, hey, come follow me, okay? We, we start following the Lord. Who is following us because we're following the Lord? And it's necessary, it's important that we, if somebody is following us, that we do it the right way the first time. Okay, this salvation has to do with faith, it has to do with, with forgiveness, it has to do with following, but it has to do with fellowship too. Fellowship. When we fellowship together as believers. Okay, now, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it, okay? I can't believe in a church our size that we would have people that don't trust one another, won't have anything to do with one another won't speak to one another. I'm not going to name those. You know who you are. That crowd is here on Sunday morning. They know who they are. Why do we as a family want to live such a way? It's, it's high time that we checked up. Have I really been saved? Am I really following God's plan for my life? It's not that somebody's going to take your position or it's not that somebody's going to take your place. But, hey, what can I do to help you along? You know, I, I, I brag on what God 
did through my, and I say my, I mean they surrendered to preach under uh, my preaching, okay? And I am happy for those boys. I am proud of those boys. And never, ever, not one time, did I not want them standing in the pulpit where I preach to preach. Hey, if they take over my position, praise God. I'm going to have to pass it to somebody. And if I don't train somebody, who am I going to pass the baton to? I have robbed myself of that portion of salvation that God imparted to me to have a following. Jesus said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Come follow me and I'll give you some preacher boys that'll take up where you're going to leave off. Well, the fruit of the Spirit, joy. We're talking about, uh, um, excuse me, peace. Uh, peace is not only in salvation, but there's peace, secondly, in security. Okay? We want to be secure. You know, many a night when it's storming, and the storm wakes me up, and I hear that rain beating on that tin roof, and I hear the wind blowing against those windows, I'm laying there thinking, you know, you put them windows in. You know, you put that roof on. Boy, I hope you got every screw screwed down just right. Built a big old shelter. The other night when that wind was howling, I'm talking, it was blowing and rattling and, and thunder and lightning. I'm thinking, Lord, if that shed stands it through this, I must have done pretty good. <laughs> Would you believe the next morning, that's one thing I looked out the window to see, if it was still there. Security. We want security. And so that morning when we had our devotional time, I just thank God for protecting us through the storm. We're going to have storms, y'all. Not not just necessarily the rain and the thunder and the lightning and the wind that we have. We're going to have storms in our life. We're going to have storms that we don't ask for. We're going to have storms that's going to come to us, and we're going to have to deal with it. We can't run and hide. I had a I had a cousin, he's done gone on now, but many, many years ago, he was a... Much older than than I, but he actually he was my daddy's first cousin, so he I guess he was my second cousin. But he built a storm pit, dug a big old hole in the ground, and had men to come in and lay block and pull concrete floor and concrete roof, and had three rooms in that thing. I went in it many times, just checking and looking it. But he built that storm pit, uh, pit to go to uh, when it would be storming. I went into another one up in. Uh, Buckeye, West Virginia, off on a hillside. They had dug back in the ground, put a little top over it and a little door, and they stored all their groceries in there from their garden and stuff. But just to go in there and shut that door, I mean, it was security uh, for them. And when we think of security, I'm thinking of protection. When I think of salvation, I'm thinking of thank God for my freedom in Jesus. But when I'm thinking of security, I'm thinking of, of protection. Now, in Philippians chapter 4, 7, uh, our minds, if we concentrate on the Lord, can be free from worry. All right? In fact, it's a sin to worry. Now, so if I'm not worrying, what am I doing? I need to be concerned. There's a fine line between I'm worried to death or I'm the other way. I don't know how you do not worry, okay? If, we, if we're not worrying, we need to be trusting in the Lord. 
I'm thinking of the disciples on their ship as they begin to go across. Jesus said, hey, let's go to the other side. What does he do? He goes in down to the bow of the ship and goes to sleep. Storm comes up. And somebody said, go get him up. Well, they brought him up. The Lord, you need to do something. Don't you care we're about to perish? Now, do you think that he would have let that ship go down with him on there and lose his boys? No. But their faith, hey, man, it's a storm. I mean, the thing's about to capsize. Get him up. And he comes up and says, this simply says, peace, be still. You ever known peace to get out of hand? <laughs> he said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and the waves leveled out. Oh, it's like, Lord, thank you for being on board. I don't know what we'd have done if you wasn't on board. Listen, he needs to be on board, y'all. And the only way he's going to be on board is you invite him and encourage him to be on board with you. Um, the Lord's not on my side, okay? I'm on his side. I don't want him to come on my side because I'm not always doing what I'm supposed to do. I want to be on his side. Reminds me of when uh, you, you used to uh, play ball, and many of you have. I remember the days when we flipped a bat, throw a whip in the air, boop, 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 wherever it hit, they got to start choosing. And you choose sides, then you power off and play the game. Peace, peace. I want to be on the Lord's side. Why? Because it's the winning side. Uh, it doesn't mean I won't have to go through troubles and trials and tribulations, but I want to be on His side. When I think of security, not only are minds uh, free from worry, but it's also free from doubt. You know what? The devil wants you and I to doubt. Doubt our salvation. Doubt we're doing the right thing. Um, that's his job. To try to destroy, to keep you and me from going the way we ought to go. When we think of that security, you know, we want security. I want security. I want to know that God's going to take care of me. And he says he will. He says his seed will not be found begging for bread. I think of so many people, hey, even in our county that's hungry tonight. Why are they hungry? Well, maybe they don't have a job. Okay, what church are they in? Nine out of ten of them are not in church at all. And they're just out there struggling. From, they live, you know, some of us, we live from paycheck to paycheck. They live from meal to meal. And I've often thought, you know, I don't, I don't ever remember somebody in our church who was hungry and without because they ask. You know, I could use a little help. Okay, what do you need? And a person that is, that is faithful to God, God's promise that he's not going to turn us loose. He's not going to let us go. He's going to be there for us. And that security is also um, to keep our minds set. Uh, on the right thing. Um, you know, it's amazing to me that uh, the, the mind can think, listen, can think without the eyes. But yet the eyes see and is transferred into our minds to the point that we can close our eyes and begin to roll over what we have seen in our mind. That's why our minds does, do not need to be polluted, okay? You can visualize anything if you want to. 
but we need to concentrate and keep our minds pure for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it only comes on what we watch, what we hear, what we read. Okay? Fruits of the Spirit. Peace. Peace and salvation. Peace and security. But there's also peace and satisfaction. That's comfort. I like to be comfortable. In Psalm uh, 29.11, listen to what it says. The Lord will give peace to those who dedicate their lives to Him. All right? Let's think about our babies. I know about Lynn and I. We dedicated both of our boys to the Lord. When they were babies, okay? Had nothing to do with their salvation. Nothing. But it was simply, Lord, you've given us this child. We want to give it back to you. And whatever you do with that child is your business. But he says, you train that child up the way you ought to go. And he won't depart from it. I probably have told you this before, but maybe some of you haven't seen it. I had no idea that my mom and daddy in 1947 dedicated me to the Lord. You know when I found that out? I was 30 years old when I surrendered to preach. Mom and daddy together, standing there in the yard. I never forget, I followed them out of the house. I didn't know how they was going to take it. I didn't know how Lynn was going to take it. I done got that part settled. So now I had to tell my parents. Followed them out of the house and told them. And they both, about the same time, said, Well, we're so proud. We dedicated you to the Lord when you were a baby. I didn't know that. And I don't think that we should, if we have dedicated our children to the Lord, I don't think we ought to throw it up in their face when things go sour. Well, I dedicated you to the Lord. Just look, you've just made a mess. You know, they, they need that satisfaction. They need that peace that, that comes only through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it, when we think about satisfaction, we think about peace. We think about a promise. And what do you say? Satisfaction. I'm not going to leave you. Those partly with, so, with, with security, I'm not going to leave you. And I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to turn my back on you. I'm thinking of the prodigal son. Actually, basically, he turned his back on his daddy after he got what he wanted and his brother and left. But his daddy never turned his back on his boy. You look for him. He looked for him to come home. That's peace and that's promise. And that satisfaction also gives us power. John 16, he says, In the world there will be troubles, trials, and tribulation. However, he said, I am the Lord Jesus Christ, and I have overcome everything that you are ever going to face. So trust me, and I will help you to overcome it. Hey, it's about trust, y'all. We can't do this on our own. We're not designed to do it on our own. And we must be programmed into God's Word to know what His will says so we can do it and do it without fear. You see, He is in control. He is coming again. In Acts 1.8, it says, But you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be a witness for me throughout this entire uh, world. That ever how long this thing's going to stand. As I've said this before, when when uh, uh, when the world was created, uh, 
we counted from zero up. I'm mean, excuse me, down. And after Jesus was born, we started counting up. Now, how long is that going to be? Don't know. God's in control of that. How long He's going to allow this earth sitting tilted on its axis to turn and the seasons to come and to go and the storms to come and to go. He's in control of all of that. And when he gets ready to stop it, hey, he'll stop it. And so until then, we need to offer him our petitions. When we think of, of, of satisfaction, we, we've got the peace and the promise and, and, and the power, but, but the petition in Ephesians uh, 2.14, it says, He is our peace. Though we were once separated from God, Christ made His way into this world, and He wants to make His way into your life and mine. Now, uh, there are all kind of walls. I understand that. And he can break down those walls. Um, I, I wouldn't even begin to attempt to name all the walls that we're going to come in contact with in this life. But we are going to come in contact with walls. You remember um, Joshua? How many times did he walk, that crowd walk around that wall? How many? Seven. Seven's a perfect number in the Bible. And on that seventh time, God took over. All he asked them to do was walk, march, just march, go, and I'll take care of the rest. And that he did. Well, let's look at one more thing as we think about uh, uh, peace, not only the salvation uh, and security and satisfaction, but it's also serenity. Now, serenity has to do with being calm, okay? And when we think about being calm... When I settle down tonight, if I get to, I'm going to be settling down to rest. Okay? Why do we need to rest? The same reason we stop and fill our vehicles up with gas. If we don't, we're going to run out. So we must, we must rest. Colossians 3.15 says, When God rules our hearts... We'll have peace. And it, it has to come. We have to rest. We need to rest our minds. We need to rest our souls. We need to rest our heart physically. We need to rest our bodies so we will be ready to go when the time comes. Rest. Not only rest, but to also when we think of, of serenity, we think of redemption. Now listen to Colossians 1.20. It says, Through His blood we have forgiveness Forever. When Jesus died, the Bible says he died once and he died for all, okay? So he died once for my past sins, my present sins, and my future sins. And I've heard people say, oh, they went to hell. That boy committed suicide. He, he's in hell right now. No, not if he was saved, he's not. The Bible says, what can separate me from the love of God? What can separate me from my salvation? What can separate me from my security? What can separate me from my satisfaction? What can separate me from my serenity? Nothing. You name it, nothing. If I'm saved, nothing can separate me from the love of God. So that person that is saved and does something foolish, 
I mean, God, through Jesus, they already paid for them. Rest, redemption, but in that serenity also there's, there's relaxation. Now, there's a difference in relaxing and rest, okay? When I get ready to rest, I want to stretch out and be able to just close my eyes. Relaxing might just be sitting down and looking at the paper, reading a book, you know, relaxing, not, not exerting ourselves in any kind of rest. Listen to what Romans 1, 5 says. Peace with God through one Lord, one Jesus. There's only one faith, one Lord, and one baptism. We're baptized by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, because we're justified, listen, we have peace and a relaxed attitude no matter what comes. As I said earlier, we don't control. Sometimes we can't control the storm when it comes, okay? I remember those days as a teenage boy when I would, like I say, I, as soon as I could get out of school in the summer, I headed over to my, my uncle and aunt and my cousins to spend the whole summer. Well, they'd be storms that come in the middle of the afternoon, and I can see us right now in the front room. My, my uncle, he would sit next to the door, but he'd make sure the door was shut, and he wouldn't allow you to be in front of any window. If you want, Get away from that window, boy. Why? I'm thinking, why? You know, something lightning hit and come right in there and get you, you know. But when we think about those things, you know, the peace uh, that comes in a storm, we're going to have them. Can't control them, but we can be faithful to the Lord through it. It's never easy. Peaceful fruit, salvation, knowing that my sins are paid for. Security. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Satisfaction, he satisfies the hungry soul. Serenity, Jesus said, I gave my all for you. What will you give for me? Father, we thank you for peace. Peace that passeth all understanding. Peace that gives us the right to keep on going for you, even when times are hard, when our feelings have been hurt, when our heart has been broken, when we've been disappointed, that we can trust you because you know everything. Lord, I pray that you would give us peace that passeth all understanding this evening. Well, we'll thank you for all you do for us. I thank you for these that are here tonight. And Lord, I pray that your peace would be upon every soul in this room. That if there's anything going on, God, that they would just concentrate on you. Because you're in control. And you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. We're your children. And we know that you love us. You loved us enough to send Jesus to die for us. You loved us enough to bring him back to life again and prepare us a place. You loved us enough to send the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we just, we just want to trust you with what we have. Because without you, we're nothing. But with you, we can do all things. Strengthen and encourage now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.